This week's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com, the Internet's leading provider of audiobooks with more than 100,000 downloadable titles across all types of literature, including fiction, nonfiction, and periodicals. For a free audiobook of your choice, go to audiblepodcast.com slash mugglecast. See, people clap for you. See, people are worried. Thank you. Wait, guys, aren't we missing somebody? Well, this seat is reserved for every Mugglecaster who has died. No. At, who has. <laughs> who wow. we wish could be here, but just can't be here. That includes people like. Uh, who are they? I forget them already. I just delete them from my head. Jamie, Kevin. Laura. Who? Laura. Kevin, Laura. Who are these people? Matthew. I don't know Mikey, who that is. Matt. Mikey. And, oh, ben. Ben. The Ben too. Ben. We miss all these people. Oh, hey, Ben. Hello. Uh, last year you were wearing a uh, hotel staff T-shirt, so I see you came uh, better. I have a mother cast skirt. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's big enough to be a skirt. Uh, so speaking of these shirts, actually, these are really cool. They were divine, designed by Stephanie Falcos, right? Yeah, she's done the, the shirts for the past few years for us. Um, now, unfortunately, guys, there aren't any shirts to sell or for us to give uh, out. Sorry, this year. Uh, we just had to get them for the panelists. Um, we do have one shirt, though, which we'll be giving away later in the show for an audience member. So we'll have more details about that later. If you like the shirt, it's a seven-year design because we're celebrating this month. Seven years, as was noted at, at the opening ceremony last night, along with Pottercast. Thank you. Yeah, it's, it's very cool to think that we've been doing this for seven years now. Uh, now I know it was Ben, Kevin Seck, and I who uh, did the first episode. And then Way Eric. Back in the day. Yeah, and then Eric joined on, and then Micah joined on. And Jamie. Yeah. So, uh, good, good stuff. Um, but getting back to the comments, anybody here last night? Opening ceremonies, ceremonies. but not just opening ceremonies. Then there was also um, Marines Midnight Movie. Did anybody get on that? What was the What was the movie? Well, there. I had heard it was going to be 500 Days of Summer or something, and then I see everybody going down. It was really Marines 1245 movie. It was a midnight movie, but so uh, it ended up being uh, Breaking Dawn Part One. And they did, but they did commentary, so it was like, it was pretty funny. Did anybody go to that here? Okay, yeah, and also thanks for getting up early for this. This was at one, and then they, they pulled, yeah, they pushed us ahead. Um, and then Ivana's appearance as uh, Luna, or no, sorry, as Katniss. Katniss, that was really funny as well. Uh, we put a, a, a picture up on uh, Twitter, on the MuggleCast Twitter, of Micah and uh, Ivana. We're taking a very nice picture to together. Yeah, that but I, you got on the back and photobombed it. Yeah, I know. I just thought it was, I thought it was cool. Um, so one of the things, as it, it, I assume most of you listen to MuggleCast, we usually, start, we usually start with the news. So, Micah, what's in the news this week? Oh. We didn't plan that. I just wanted to see what he would do. <laughs> too early, too early. Uh, the casual vacancy we wanted to talk about because the most recent thing and one of the things we wanted to talk about was sorry I just realized there's people over here too hello everybody over there hello everybody over there <laughs> uh, one of the things we wanted to talk about was the casual vacancy the the book is going to be released at 8 a.m. GMT this was a recent news story which is uh, Greenwich Mean Time I believe that Greenwich is yeah Greenwich Greenwich and 
8 a.m. that time. That's 3 a.m. Eastern and 12 p.m. Pacific. So that means what I've been clamoring for, casual vacancy, midnight release parties. West Coast, baby. Let's go. Now, I've raised this question before. Would, let's see a show of hands of people who would actually go to a midnight release party for J.K. Rowling's first Harry Potter book, the casual post Potter book, Casual Vacancy. Okay, that's a good number of people. Would you guys go to midnight release parties? Absolutely. No, just because it, it would give us a chance to reconnect with all the Potter fans, if anything. Yeah. I started going to midnight release parties when I was like 12, so I think it'd be cool to do that again. Do you feel like it should continue with J.K. Rowling's books, or are we just desperately holding on? Are we chasing the high from, her, from Harry Potter? <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, I mean, to a certain degree, but uh, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I mean, I, I think the worst thing would be to have uh, people be disappointed because their expectations are so high for this book. Like, And, you know, I think it's important to not judge it by the same lens that we judge Harry Potter. That's that said, I think it's been it's really exciting that um, the last Harry Potter book was five years ago. I'm not going to make the point that Harry Potter is still going strong because it is, but also we haven't seen what J.K. Rowling is is capable of for five years. I mean, every writer grows and expands and becomes a better writer just through writing and through the time. I think it's been five years since we've read a J.K. Rowling book. I wonder what new tools she's picked up and will employ in this new book. Well, she's been making tree houses, too. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, we weren't really going to talk about that, because that's such a random thing, but was anybody else like really surprised that J.K. Rowling's building a, like, a Hogwarts tree house for her kids in her backyard? That seems... I don't know if you saw the pictures, but there's like these sketches, and like there's even an owl sitting in between the two... Uh, the two... two towers for her two children. The real story is that Warner Brothers is going to sewer. <laughs> they own Hogwarts. I, I don't know. You can't build a tree fort in your backyard. And there's tunnels and like there's a there's a sliding pole. Like I'm so jealous I of mean, her nine year old. If you're JK Rowling, why not? Right? Yeah, exactly. Why not? Exactly. A tree fort. Um, but yeah, the casual vacancy, I'm really excited. So people uh, like, there, I guess there's two options. There's the other option, like you go, to, if like you live on the East Coast, you can go to a 24-hour Walmart and hope they put them on sale at three, uh, three a.m. Because what it means is they're not going to release the books anywhere before it hits midnight GMT, right? Yeah, on there isn't going to be some asshole who puts the scans online. <laughs> That's not going to happen either. You can't say that word. In this oh, oh well, I'm sorry. My bad. A hole. No, I meant. I meant you just got approval from Melissa. Melissa just gave the okay. Moving on. But, actually, there's Why people. Why did she walk in right as I said? There's, there's people in this very audience that I won't point out who, who, who I thought genuinely would want to attend a midnight release party, but don't want to. And I was shocked by that. Uh, you got some feedback at Comic Con about that, right? People were saying. Yeah, the Comic Con audience was very. We did a Harry Potter panel, and it was a great turnout. But the comic, they were very um, hesitant. Like they hadn't seen the cover yet. They didn't want to go to midnight release parties. I was trying to get them excited about different Harry Potter things, and they just weren't. And I'm like, ah, this is not the MuggleCast audience. <laughs> Do you think it's sort of kind of like a reaction to it not being a Potter book, though? That kind yeah, of, like, of course. Potter, as opposed to J.K. Rowling? Yeah. Does the whole e-reader thing... Well, does the whole e-reader thing screw it up as well? Can you download it at 3 a.m. East Coast time? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, so, I mean, you don't even have, you can have a midnight, you can have your own private midnight release party right. in your pajamas. 
but that's a beautiful thing. So people could organize like their online, their own midnight release party online. But in this case, 3 a.m. I get on Skype or a Google Hangout. Yeah, exactly. So everybody refreshes their Kindle at 3 a.m. And then it's just silence on Skype for another such, 15 such hours. Unity. <laughs> such unity. I remember Kevin... Uh, yeah, I think it was Kevin Stack. We were all reading Deathly Hallows together in England. Closer? Up? Oh. Thank you. Okay, thanks. Um, we were uh, reading Deathly Hallows in England, and like every five minutes he'd be like... Oh, no, no. He read it early. He read it before all of us. He did. He did. So he had some downloaded copy it's, or something. All he did, we all get our book seven. We're crying and bawling in London. Jamie's running around. Tears are falling. Kevin just takes the book. He's like, can I borrow this? Look, like, looks at the first page and then looks at the last page. And he's like, yep, yeah, read it. <laughs> but then he was sitting there as we were all reading. And and he would go over to each one of us. He was like the teacher in class, and we were the students all reading the book. And he would come over. He would just like come over to Eric, look over his shoulder, and be like, "Where are you at? Oh, oh, oh! It's about to get really good. Where are you? Oh, so oh man." Like Kevin, shut up! Leave us alone. Did, did he read the scans or something? I, yes, he read the scans. So did Mikey B. If anybody remembers Mikey B. So somebody said. Somebody said. Yeah, Mikey B. Yeah. So that's been one of the perks, I guess, of, where, of being so exposed. People send us uh, early illegal... Nobody sends us early. That's not no. a part. No. <laughs> oh, no. No, no. no like Kevin got pirated copies. He's to the Bugglenet staff, right? Well, they there was a recent news story that the casual vacancy, they haven't been sending it to the translators because they want to protect the manuscript, which is understandable. There are ways that historically people have gotten their hands on these books, no matter how... Uh, you know, trying to test the embargo is like things like translating copies get you know get sent to countries so that they can be released at the same time as the the English ones, and that's a been a source, I guess, for some pi- pi- pirated pi- pi- pirating pirated piracy. Yes. We do want to remind you that today's episode is brought to you by Audible.com, the Internet's leading provider of audiobooks with more than 100,000 downloadable titles across all types of literature and featuring audio versions of many New York Times bestsellers. For listeners of MuggleCast, Audible is offering you a free audiobook to give you a chance to try out their service, and you are going to love it during these warm summer months when you're outside walking around. Maybe you don't want to carry a book when you're walking the dog and or you're on the beach or you're in the park. You just want to close your eyes and listen to an audiobook just like you do this podcast. And I have a great recommendation for you today. This is a just-released book. It's The Land of Stories, The Wishing Spell by Chris Colfer, also narrated by Chris. He, of course, is a star on Glee. He's been on the show since the beginning, one of the best actors on the show, one of the most beloved, certainly. He wrote a fantasy book, actually. The Land of Stories tells the tale of twins Alex and Connor. Through the mysterious powers of a cherished book of stories, they leave their world behind and find themselves in a foreign land full of wonder and magic, where they come face-to-face with the fairy tale characters they grew up reading about. This book is fantastic. We got an advanced reading copy recently. Absolutely loved it. Imagine taking this wonderful fantasy story along with you out and about this summer. Highly recommend it. It is, again, the land of stories, the wishing spell, and you can get it for free on audible.com. Just visit audiblepodcast.com slash mugglecast for your free audiobook. Again, that's audiblepodcast.com slash mugglecast. 
to get The Land of Stories, The Wishing Spell, or any other book for absolutely free. Thanks, Audible. So uh, one thing we definitely want to do later in the show, actually, is take lots of audience questions. But we also got to keep a close eye on the time time as well. Um, You also had a chicken soup you wanted to read. Did you have that prepared? I I do have that prepared. Uh, Yeah, okay, well, this is... Oh, okay. While you prepare that, one other question we wanted to ask. And this is, I, I raised this at Comic-Con and people gave me a, a no. Um, does the casual vacancy kind of join up with Harry Potter? And it, does it become the J.K. Rowling fandom? Or is it strictly the Harry Potter fan? Like, can, can, is, it, is the fandom that we know now like slowly morphing into the J.K. Rowling fandom. Like, if she were to announce another book series that has nothing to do with Harry Potter, say it's, um, you know, just another young adult book, do the Harry Potter fans embrace it? Even this, which is an adult book, do we embrace it? Is everybody going to read it? Or are people going to say, well, it's not Harry Potter? Yeah. Does everyone plan to read The Casual Vacancy? Yeah. Okay. Okay, I guess the better question is, is there anybody who's not interested? Right. How do you know if it's good if you don't read it? (laughs) The Amazon reviews. Amazon. See, but don't you want to read it first? Because people who got into Harry... Why trust somebody else's opinion? Why not go with your own? (laughs) (laughs) But but see, some people got into Harry Potter late, and they were like, oh, I wish I got into this earlier. I only got into it word of mouth. So won't you be a, you know, everybody can be a uh, pioneer of the casual casual vacancy vacancy. and get into it straight away. Yes. Real question is, will anybody read her second book? Because this is the first first post Potter book, so So it's even more prestigious than. Yeah, I think if she screws this one up, then the next one she won't like have. I mean, I think the commercial success for her the rest of her life is guaranteed, just because you know it's a big selling name, J.K. Rowling. Like everybody, it's a household name. Um, But I mean, I guess yeah, it all comes down to whether or not it's critically acclaimed, and then. I mean, I, I feel like I feel like the critics are going to come down hard on her because she's J.K. Rowling and she's had so much success. So, like, I think as human beings, there's a certain degree, like an element in each of us that d- doesn't want to see other people be successful because it reminds us of how unsuccessful we are. Speak for so, yourself. Huh? Speak for <laughs> no, yourself. I'm just saying, like, there are people out there who are like they want to tear other people down just because, like, you know, she's a billionaire author, like. That doesn't happen very often, yeah. or ever. People will be critical of the book, and rightly so. I mean, they have to look at it and give a fair review, not just because it's by the Harry Potter author. We were wondering, and I'll get to the chicken soup in just a moment, we were wondering if she was going to publish under uh, a pseudonym or a fake name or something like that. Like That's an alternative for authors like Stephen King, who's done it before, as Richard Bachman, who don't want the, um, you know, I guess pre-earned praise for a book or, or just, you know, for it to be under a, a close eye. Before, so glad she's not doing that. Unless she already has, and she's written like Fifty Shades of Grey or something. Well, I, yeah. <laughs> what if? I'm sure Neil Blair would prefer prefer that she do it under her own name. <laughs> yeah, so he can so. make some money. Right. Neil Blair is her. Um, she knew it, she her, like, her agent, right? Her agent. Oh yeah. She ditched Little Brown, right? Like a while back. No, I no, no. no, no. Little Brown's the new. That's yeah. the new guys. You mean Scholastic? Huh? She ditched Scholastic. Little Brown's the new guys? No, she ditched Little Brown. No, no the Casual Vacancy is being oh. published by uh, Little Brown. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't know what I'm talking. But about. okay. I, 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 
doesn't a doesn't isn't a Harry Potter Fifty Shades kind of in, inevitable at this point? Like, doesn't it have to happen? People are looking at the commercial sex, success. Hold on, hold on, wait a second. Wait a second. The reason I say this is because Fifty Shades. It was it was a Twilight fan fiction. That's how it started. So other people are looking at how they can get it on the Fifty Shades craze, and of course that means what was the book, Selena? There's two books being rewritten in the in the style of Fifty Shades. Uh, what? Quiz time. Sorry, I put you on the spot. Yeah, the classics because they are in public domain now, so they can be rewritten. Oh, yeah. So there's like a Sherlock one, right? Pride and Prejudice and something. Yeah. What, what is this? I, I, Sherlock I'm, Holmes, not I'm like I'm Benedict Cumberbatch. I'm going to regret asking this. What is the style of Fifty Shades? I don't know. Okay. I wanted to read the first one just so I not, can say that, but let's not turn okay. this into a... So, anyway... Shades. Uh, I mean, Aberforth and his goat would definitely have a scene. <laughs> <laughs> um, by Micah Tannenbaum. So, <laughs> audiobook by Micah Tannenbaum. So we uh, edit, and the audiobook will be read by him. Everybody loves Micah. Um, okay, so we have a chicken soup here. It's one of our segments on MogoCast. Um, a chicken soup, it's just somebody who sends in an email saying, hey, you guys are great, and you've made an impact on my life. We mentioned being in London for Book 7, which was a big moment for us for episode 100, five years ago. Now, this is episode 256. We're all in 256 colors. We're very colorful. And uh, I had to bring that in somehow. And um, so we're still getting these emails. We're still getting these emails from people And this one comes from Sarah S., age 21, from Connecticut. And she says, Dear MogoCasters, Happy 7th birthday. I've been a listener since episode 1, and I can't believe it's been 7 years since I first tuned into your fantastic podcast. It's taken me far too long to write this message, but I wanted to say thank you, not just for 7 great years of podcasting, but for the impact you've had on my life. When I first listened to MogoCast seven years ago, I had no idea where it would eventually lead me. But listening to you guys and tuning in each week as you created something so fun and special sparked my interest in broadcasting. I even attempted to create my own HP podcast. Even though that fell through, I never lost the interest you inspired. And seven years later, I am station manager, DJ, and news reporter at 88.5 WRKC, my college's radio station. Working in radio has given me so much... And shape the person I am today, and I have MogoCast to thank for sending me down this path. So thanks, guys. Happy birthday, and here's to another great year, Sarah S. That's very nice. That is awesome. WKRC. WRKC, 88.5. Coming at ya. Okay, so we're going to take some questions. Uh, I wonder if this mic, could we use this mic? This wired mic? Microphone. Could we use this wired microphone? Do you think? We'll try it out. Well... Does anybody have questions? I'm sitting here oh, assuming. If there are any questions. Okay, if anybody has questions, why don't you come up stage? Where's Jamie? Where's Jamie? Let's call Jamie. Should if you want to do like $50 a minute. Okay, but if you have questions, come up to this side. Like, I'm not talking about like, uh, what's that show called? on uh, where, where have they been? I don't if you have questions, let's see if this works. Well, okay, here's the thing with chapter by chapter. Okay, this isn't like a muggle cast, like, let's tear them apart. Where's Where's chapter by chapter? I mean, where's questions about Harry Potter and the casual vacancy and and, uh, Micah's goat? I don't know. Micah, what's your middle name? Justin. Justin. Okay, Bieber. Eric Eric will field questions down from the audience. Right? Is that what they're going to do? Yeah, we're going to line up in the center aisle. But who has the uh, mic? According to the sound guy, the microphone is on its way. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Okay. It's very cool. Awesome. 
Well, while we're talking about that, well, let's just what what, what we'll just get started. Yeah, you can, you we'll can repeat the question. This and, uh, you can just trade off to the person behind you. So I love listening to you all banter about Pottermore, and I was <laughs> wondering if you could add one feature to Pottermore, what would it be? Good question. Pets, right, Andrew? That you can take care of. Sorry, pets. Pets. Pets would be fun. I've been an advocate of adding pets. Um, I think for me, a, uh, a little more, a little more original material. I think there should be a feature where you can, like, someone you're pissed off at, you can send them a howler, like a legitimate howler. Mike, any ideas? Ability to function properly. <laughs> Ouch. Wow. I think that, um, I think that some more in personality would be great. Like you could actually, you're more than just your house and whatever pet you chose in the beginning, you know? Yeah. You can actually be someone who is at Potter, you know, in Pottermore. Yeah. Not just another number. Well, I, I think the features in Pottermore are okay. I think they're just, they just need to add, every single chapter, every single moment needs to have something besides discovering a chocolate frog card or something like that. Like there has to be something in it. In each one besides that. And all those items we're collecting, I want them to mean something. Yeah, yeah, I want to know why I'm picking up the toad and the Because otherwise the you're just a hoarder, right? Have you ever yeah. seen that show? <laughs> I feel like a potter, a potter hoarder. It's encouraging hoarding. Yeah, yeah. serious debilitating disease. What I don't know why you guys are laughing. What if there's an episode, Hoarding Buried Alive, Pottermore, and like we, we enter Micah's bedroom and he's no, there and he's like crying because he's swamped with all these material in his Pottermore account. I don't know what to do with it all. <laughs> Next All right, next question. Hi. Oh, I'm Carrie. Oh. Hi. I'm a little excited. Um, so I've been listening to you since episode one, so awesome. I feel like I've grown up with you guys. And awesome. I'm... Awesome. How old are you now, if you don't mind my asking? I'm 24. 20 what? Four. 24. 24. Yeah. Do I need to get closer? Yeah, I'm 23. Look, 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 look. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just hit on her? <laughs> Just a nut here, just roll up from the. Uh, it's because we. It's not. It's not. Yeah, it's it's, it's not speakers. Okay, so I've recently gone back and listened, started listening to your old episodes, and I was wondering if you guys ever go back and listen because you all sound so little. What was that? <laughs> Sorry, I. I do we, do we go back and listen to? Do we listen to our own earlier episodes, Mugglecast, at all? No, because I, I only listen to tracks of myself <laughs> to go to sleep at night. I just recently listened to your first live show and Andrew's. See, I have since developed. I've grown. I've matured. Yeah. Can we get a yeah, Andrew? Can we get a live one? Uh, yeah. 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 I, I, yeah. 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 All right. All right. Welcome to New York City. Michael Cass live in New York City, episode 15 or whatever yeah, the hell. Something like that. Okay. Thank you. If you like listening to podcasts, yeah. not our own. Yeah. All right. I still get emails to, the, to this day. Like, that episode was so funny. Or hearing your guys was so funny. I'm like, thanks. It got to the point, we got so many emails, negative emails, about the yeah, yes to the um, leaky mug email address that I actually added in a, a Gmail filter that said, if, quote, yeah, yeah, send to trash. Because, because we were all sharing that email address, and I didn't want everybody seeing all, these seeing all the yeah, yes. And then the guys found out. I was like, damn it. Okay. Hi, my name is Taz. Um, 
I just want to first thank you because I made this shirt for your first um, Wear Your MuggleCast t-shirt day. Oh, awesome. And this shirt got me chosen at the Wizarding World of Harry Potter to have my wand choose me. So awesome. I just want to thank you for that. Very cool. And then my question is... Um, Harry Potter grew up in a cupboard. He was treated like a slave by the Dursleys. And I was wondering if you had any opinions on why he didn't sympathize more when Hermione tried to start Spew. Because he was treated like a house elf, pretty much, by the Dursleys. <laughs> I heard about something about Hermione and a house elf. Yeah, so, Sorry. Can you add some bass to your voice, please? I, 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 I heard it. The question was, given that Harry was you know, raised, at least for the first 11 years, in a cupboard, Treated kind of like a house elf, always having scraps of food out of the floorboards. Why wasn't he more sympathetic when Hermione came I up with Spew? Harry is very self-absorbed. You know. <laughs> I mean, I like him though. But it's kind of it's kind of hard not to be if like everyone's pointing at your face and being like, oh. <laughs> I think it was more interesting to see Hermione get this pushback from Harry. I I I I think it was more interesting to see them. And see them not interested in it. And it also shows their immaturity. Whereas yeah. Hermione's grown up and she's taking care of the I think that it, the fact that it was Hermione out on her own really allowed J.K. Rowling and the readers to have her, well, to allow J.K. Rowling to build that character. And, and establish her independence. Yeah, establish her independence, exactly. She needed something to go off and do alone. You know, Ron had Lavender, she had Spew. And, and Harry always tends to, I think throughout the series, Harry always tends to agree with, agree with Hermione on most things, so it's good to show them in, like, the contrary point of view. Hi guys, my name is Morgan. I'm from Florida. I've been listening to you guys since I was 13. I'm 20 now, so it's like awesome. Crazy. Seven years. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm keeping up with the seven-year theme. You're doing well, Matt. Okay, so recently I went on a vacation to New York and I saw Potted Potter. I was wondering if any of you guys or anyone here has seen it. It is amazing. Potted Potter is the off-Broadway Harry Potter parody musical, if you will. I haven't seen it. Has anybody up here seen it? Well, Micah lives in New York. I have not seen it, though. You need to go see it. They're hilarious, and they're so grateful to have the fans. Is that where Dan Radcliffe shows it? (laughs) (laughs) That was a couple of Potted Potter. (laughs) That would be unpotted Potter. (laughs) But they're coming to Chicago soon, I read on MuggleNet or Hypable. But the banner, you see the banner ads. The yeah. banner ads. Yeah. Go see them. I will see them when they come. I haven't seen them. Thank you. Thank you. No What's Wait, up, what dude? is Potter Potter? Is that the Star Kid? No. 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 Potter, Potter Potter, completely separate, kind of like. But it's condensed. It's all seven books in like an hour. Yeah. Oh, wow. Do not Do go there, sh- Selena. Do not compare Star Kid to anything other than Star Kid. <laughs> Hi guys. Um, unlike all the other people that were in front of me, um, I have not been listening for seven years, but I've listened to every episode, and awesome. I've been listening for two or three years, and it's been awesome, guys. Awesome. I love Thank you. the podcast. Um, my question is kind of silly. Um, not silly in the sense where it's funny, it's just weird. Um, <laughs> a new form of communication for wizards. Do you think if they took a wizard photo where they had a marker and a whiteboard, they'd be able to communicate? Because, like, they can move, and Harry had free will in that photo where he's, like, trying to pull away from Lockhart. Do you think they'd be able to communicate with, like, pad of paper? And that would be a new form of communication. And I invented that. (laughs) 
was that last bit? Trademark. So you're saying people in the in the pictures communicating by writing? Yeah. Well, we know, right, that portraits. It's a reflection of them. It's you can talk to them, but it's just a, it's a, like a reflection of their personality. Yeah. It's not necessarily there. You can't actually like hold a conversation. If you have a self-portrait taken, are you like talking to yourself? Hey, how's it going? But especially if they're a pair, I think notepads as communication. If there's a pair, mirrors as a pair. You know, the wardrobe as a pair. Um, you know, so paintings, uh, pairs of paintings can walk and see each other, and you know, visit Grimald Place. Uh, Phineas Nigelis does that. So yeah, I I think it's definitely possible. I think they have to be dead to be in portraits. There's no portrait of live people that they ever have. It's always dead people. Oh yeah, Lockhart has the picture of himself and a picture. But he doesn't talk. No, he doesn't. The first one moves. The first one moves around and kind of smiles. Yeah, it's a giant photograph. And he does stuff, so communications... Well, yeah. photos don't... I mean, the photos in the Muggle or the Hogwarts... <laughs> the Wizard World. There you go. Um, they don't add anything new to them. I mean, it's just a reflection of the person at the point where the picture is taken. So they're not going to be able to communicate with the photo. Yeah, it's unclear. It's kind of like five seconds of their personality oh. is kind of imbued, like Harry pulling away from Lockhart. They sort of reflect whatever that person is feeling at that particular time, I think. So Harry but, escapes from Lockhart, so there is more than five seconds... He gets away from him, and he feels victorious. It's because he feels, at that point, Harry wants to get away, so the photo... Yeah, the impression was to get away, so the fact that the portrait Harry gets away was real life Harry. Anyway. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thanks. They could just use FaceTime. Hi. Tom and Taurus Face. It's a Starkin' thing. Taurus Face. Have you been listening for seven years? Please tell me you have. I actually, I wanted to talk about that because I listened from the beginning, but I stopped listening when I was nine for like two years because you guys said that you read the seventh book and I was nine and I believed you. And then it took you like, it took you like three episodes to say that it was an April Fool's joke and I was a gullible nine-year-old. So I stopped listening. So I just wanted, I just wanted to say that. And then, yeah. (laughs) I'm sorry that happened, but I'm glad you're back now. And I'm still, but I'm still kind of disappointed that um, Neville didn't run over Bellatrix with Sirius's bike, so that would have been really good. So, <laughs> so Molly was awesome too. Thank you. Hello there. Hi, uh, my name's Elena. I've only been listening for the past like three or four years. Um, but one of my questions that's been bothering me since the fourth book was, and when Mad Eye Moody shows them the unforgivable curses in class, how do we not know he's evil then? Because they said. Like, it's been said time and time again that you have to have, like, evil intent to be able to cur- have, or cast an unforgivable curse. And he did all three right there in class. I think for demonstration's sake, too, you, I mean, you can channel those, you can channel the will to, like, I, I use the comparison for Snape, you guys can jump in here, but Snape was able to, d- look at Dumbledore, look at the relationship between Snape and Dumbledore. And Snape was still able to use the killing curse on him, even though he looked up to Dumbledore. It was something that had to be done. Snape was particularly good at compartmentalizing his feelings, and he could just channel, okay, will to kill, got it. You know, even even on somebody that he didn't necessarily hate unless he was angry, he was making him kill, and that sort of thing. So, I, you know, Mad-Eye Moody, let's not forget, was an R, and you need to be able to, um, you know, in some cases where the killing curse is... You know, permitted, you need to be able to do that. So I'm sure he was had extensive psychological training to be able to mean each of those curses, even though, I mean, unless he has something really against spiders, um, which, you know, could be true, too. I think it just comes down to choices. 
Here's our choices, Harry. <laughs> Something like that. Wonder when that was going to come so, out. So, I had a question for you guys. Um, how many people have read the books, like, each of them more than ten times? Yeah. Okay, like, when you read the books again, like, does it give you, like, the same tingly feeling that you got when you read them the first time? Or, like, time number 15, does it lose its luster? I think, I think for me, there will always be those special moments. Like, at the end of book three, for me, when uh, Sirius writes the letter to Harry, and then also, Harry Potter has my permission to visit Hogsmeade. As, as his guardian. That, awesome. that to me, that moment will always get me everywhere, no matter where I, I, I am. I thought when they won the Quidditch Cup, I was like, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> All right, we have a few minutes left, so Some rapid questions. fire questions. Yeah. Let's see if we can get through these. Hi. Hi, um, who are you? Never seen you before. I'm Gina just kidding. From Chicago. Um, Go ahead. You guys just talked about how the, the fandom is going to intertwine with casual vacancy mm-hmm. and. Um, I was wondering what you guys plan to do with the casual vacancy as a podcast which chapter by chapter? Like wait, what did you, what was the question? Do you, what? do you plan to cover the casual vacancy? Well, we're definitely gonna do an episode, like a general review episode, but outside of that, I don't know exactly what we're going to do. I mean, I'm sure there'll be at least a couple episodes. But we'll just still talk Harry Potter. It's not like gonna turn into casual vacancy cast overnight. I, th- I think there's gonna inevitably be a more, after our initial review, there'll probably be a, okay, so how many comparisons can we draw to Harry Potter? Because I don't think well, you Joe do it will actually... Well, you Game of Thrones, and I like it, so... J.K.R. might not intentionally leave any references to Harry Potter, like if it's a name or a location. I don't think she's the kind... She can distance herself from that kind of stuff, but ultimately the comparisons will be drawn, because this is yes. the next book. We're going to be looking for characters and comparing them in that kind But of really, book. I mean, she had a name her main character, Barry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah fine. From name. Harry to Barry. Barry. <laughs> Barry. Barry Fairbrother. The cover, but he's dead. Somebody sent in a good theory saying, well, Barry dies right at the beginning of the book. Maybe it's kind of reflective of, like, J.K. Rowling. Did we read this email on MuggleCast? Maybe it's kind of reflective of J.K. Rowling moving on from Harry. Okay, we actually have time for two more questions. Really quick. This guy right here. Yeah, you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Hi, I'm Matthew. I'm from Georgia. Nice robes. Thank thank you. Southern for the win. Uh, What's your question, sir? Right. Um, On last episode, you were talking a lot about Pottermore, of course. And you mentioned how there's like a lot of information that isn't going to be released because it spoils later books. So do you think when we get to like book six and seven, we're going to get like a ton of information in each chapter or is it just going to be the same? I hope so. I think, no, I think they have it all planned out at this point, really, or at least probably half the series by now. And I think they're planning it out. So there's, you know, like three, three, uh, like every, every other chapter, maybe there's new information because that's what it's looking right, like right now. Yeah. So what, we'll get that in 2018? Yeah, we're looking like that. Wow. I'm going to go ahead and call it right now. 20 years from now, J.K. Rowling will write another Harry Potter book. 20 years? 20 years. It's going to take like, she's going to be in her 60s, and she's going to come back to it. I guarantee it. I think so, like a prequel book or something. Yeah, you got the Ben Shade guarantee. It's golden. Remember at the Deathly Hallows premiere just last year, she she said, this is the closest I've gotten. Oh, okay, sorry. This is the closest I've gotten to wanting to write another Harry Potter book. Okay, um, really quick, and then we have one last thing to do. Really quick. Hi, I've been listening to you guys for five years. It's my birthday today, and I just like to say this. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. birthday. Happy birthday. Here's a birthday gift for you. Giveaway. Ben just said he's going to 
Ben's, Ben's not attesting. It's, it's, it's her birthday. It's, Here, we have a gift for you. This is the giveaway. Yeah. And we also have one more surprise. Keep it? How old are you turning? 15. Aww. What does your shirt say? That's oh, free hugs. That's perfect. Yeah, take the free hug. She was eight when Muggle cast me. Give her a give hug, her. Eric. Okay. Okay, and we also have one more surprise. Speaking of birthdays, it is actually somebody's birthday up here. Micah Tannenbaum is about to celebrate her birthday. August 17th? Next, Next week. week. My birthday's the 24th. Oh, sure. that's, that's, that's true as well. That's true as well. Two birthdays. <laughs> well, okay. Celebrate together. We actually have a little surprise if they're going to come out right now. I don't know. Ooh. Let's see if we have a... Okay. Okay. Right. One, two, three. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Micah. We have a birthday card here. People who uh, people have been signing it over the past few days. Look, show, it you, show it to the audience. It's beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful little birthday card. We've actually anybody... been carrying that card in your face for the part, past two days, and you haven't noticed. Yes, yeah, I have not noticed. We'll have it at the signing afterwards. It was on the corner of the Muggle Net table yesterday. He was just right beside it. Yeah, never noticed. Oblivious. And thank you too for organizing that, getting the card together. Thank you everybody for coming. It's been a lot of fun. We're going to be doing. We're going to be doing a signing over at. Somewhere immediately, immediately after this, Southwest, Southwest Exhibit Hall. One, one or so, two, one or is one or two. Find us. We're going straight there. We'll yeah. be more than happy to say hi to everybody, hang out with everybody. And for those who haven't signed the card, Andrew, maybe we can leave it out so that they can sign it because obviously we haven't had time to like get everyone. Yes, to sign uh, we'll it. leave we'll leave the book out for them to sign. So. There goes the shirt to the audience. There goes that shirt. <laughs> Congratulations, Thanks, everybody. Yeah. All right. Thank you all for seven.